This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing good, John. And yourself? Not bad. What you got on tap for us tonight? Well, it's like I'm going back to the um, endless um, well, uh, well of material that is Batman. Because, you know, surprisingly, we haven't actually done a Batman, Batman podcast for this year. And it turns out that, hey, I've got um, a couple of stories here that um, have enough material for like a podcast. Hey, maybe two, but I'm just going to do one. Now, um, Batman's recently had a 75th anniversary, and to mark the occasion, um, DC rolled out um, a weekly Batman series, Batman Eternal. 52 issues, um, um, hyped as the biggest Batman story of all time, with a plot um, from Scott Snyder and his um, frequent co-writer, um, James Tinian IV. Now, it's like I've... Like I've thoroughly enjoyed Snyder's work on on the character, whether it's on um, Bruce Wayne Batman or um, Dick Grayson Batman, and you know his involvement, um, you know certainly um, makes it appealing, makes this um, the story appealing to me. But it's not solely his story. In in actually, to be honest, it's more his story than you would think at first when when the end finally comes around. But um, it's also but it's also the work of um, of Tinian, Ray Fox, Kyle Higgins, and um, Tim Seeley, the um, four other writers who have to um, do the heavy lifting of script writing um, week after week after week. Now, the story. Now, if you're thinking about like, you know, how can this be like the biggest Batman story of all time? Well, it certainly kicks off on an exciting moment when um, James Gordon fires on what appears to be an unarmed, it's like an unarmed criminal, and causes. It's like, and um, causes a uh, train derailment in Gotham subway that results in the deaths of over a hundred people. So, um, so Gordon is immediately put on trial, removed as commissioner, and um, one of the uh, scumbags that you know makes up the, that the corrupt scumbags that always inhabit the other um, parts of Gotham PD is made, it's like is made, um, you know, commissioner in his place. Now, it's like this. Now, Batman's like, you know. Like knows that you know this is this is definitely a setup, but so he's got to figure out how this is going. It's like you know what is going on here. But turns out you know Gordon's um like it's like um Gordon's um framing for this crime isn't the only thing he has to deal with because it turns out that after years away, um legend um crime crime boss um Carmine Falcone is also showing up at this at the very same time. So it's like is it's like is this um. Like is Falcone um behind mastermind behind all this? And if he is, how the hell is he um bringing back um like some kind of state, some kind of um demonic influence under Arkham Asylum led by the by a seemingly resurrected Deacon Blackfire? It's like it, it's like and then um also when you get to when it's like it also has but it's also so big it leads um it's like um Jason Todd the Red Hood, um Barbara Gordon the Batgirl and Batwoman. Down to uh, South America to find to find the person who may have set up Gordon using um knockoff Mad Hatter Mad Hatter technology. It's like it is a big sprawling um, story, and I haven't even gotten to the parts involving um Red Robin and um Snyder's um pet. It's like you know um like normal person turned um bat supporting character Harper Rowe um dealing with um net, a nanotech virus like in the Narrows, the worst the worst of the worst um like Gotham neighborhoods. So there is, there is a big sprawling story here, and um, and being fifty-two issues long, you think like how can this be to like sustain itself for that that length of time? Well, 
by the end, you're definitely feeling it. I mean, like for the first volume, I was definitely, I was thoroughly in the tank for this. I mean, when you throw in bits like, like the new, like new Gotham golden boy, Jason Bard and how um, he was handpicked by Gordon to help replace him. And, um, it's like, and how, how he appears at first to be, um, like, you know, everything the city needs only to be, to be revealed as part of the problem. And then you have, um, things like, like, um, bat, like former bat villain, like, um, bat villain hush show up at the end of, end of the first volume and, um, reveal himself to be, you know, Oh, they, um, the, one of the real masterminds behind this only, only at the very end, only at the end of his arc to be, Oh, nope, not him. And then the story keeps turning and churning in lots of different directions, going through a whole host of Batman's A, B, and C list of super, super villains. I mean, we get, um, um, get significant roles from the Peng- Penguin and the like, a Riddler in, a, in parts. Um, Killer Croc, guys like Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, Bane, it's like, um, show up at, at certain points. And then you get the, um, the losers like, um, it's like Mag, like Magpie, it's like, and um, the Clue Master, the Signalman, Firefly. It's like, but it turns out these uh, losers actually have more to the uh, main plot as it is, because it's because um, by the end of the story, it's revealed it's kind of like a um, like a pretty um, ingenious Snyder story, like it has a simple concept. You know, what if Batman's um, like um, least um, most least significant foes um, find found a way to actually like you know find a way to distract him. It's like and um, make I can finally take him down once and for all. It's like it's, it's like even though it's like the uh, final volume is full of um like um pointless detours like like it's like I'm um, Batman realizing that hey the uh, like um 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 Wayne t- um Wayne Industries being um sliced and diced into um it's like it's like in ways that um with file names that have um keys to a demon's demon's names like Ra- like Ray Shao Ghoul the demon said it's like I gotta go check him out it's like dead ends like that um it's like it's still it's like it still manages a um pretty pretty satisfying end because like it basically um because like even though it's like you know that um it's like for the most part the story does a, does a pretty good job of like you know putting um putting bruce and his it's like and his um bat family up against the wall for a good portion of it um it's like in in the end you like you know it's going like you know he's going to win because he, he's the goddamn batman and that he's got, that he's got like a net, a network of friend of friends and um, other supporters who are going to um help him, like help turn the tide in the very end. And like I said, it's basically the biggest big. It's it is um certainly one of the biggest Batman stories, and it's like a big. Ultimately, it's a big keeping helping of Batman comfort food. If if you're looking to see a Batman story stretched out to Epic proportions and um, not entirely collapse under its own weight, then yeah, definitely check this out. It also has um, lots of um, varied, lots of um, interesting um, art um, from a lot of from a lot of the uh, different creators, from like Jason Fabok, who does a good good portion of the first of the first volume and has a great good solid um, conventional superhero style, and Dustin Nguyen. Who also um, who has a much much more stylized approach and has definitely been one of the more um, prominent bat artists of the last like the last half decade or so. Then you got also got um, like out leaders like um, Ian Bertram, it's like Trevor McCarthy, it's like and um, see Fernando Blanco, R.M. Guerra. It's like guys who um, 
like you wouldn't expect to see on a regular Batman story, but um show up but show up here because you know the um, beast must be fed on a weekly basis. So um bat so um Batman Eternal, it's like good reading if you're looking for a like a huge um Batman story that ultimately delivers in the end, even if it is like um probably a bit too long for its own good, which is probably why the uh, follow up series, Batman and Robin Eternal, is only running twenty six issues. I will say, however, that um, if you haven't been reading um, Scott Snyder's Batman stories, um, then there, then the uh, reveal of the ultimate villain behind this is going to fall hugely flat. Because I don't want to say which um, of Snyder's stories um, you need to have read. Because if I do tell you this, then you'll probably figure out, hey, wait a second, I bet it's that guy. Then, yeah, it's like... Um, yeah, I like the I like the fact that seeing this guy um like um show up again as the main villain does kind of help fulfill the potential he was set up with. Um like at the end of this particular um Snyder storyline. So so that was cool, but you know you have to be reading um have to have been reading Bat um Snyder's Batman. And while the idea to, you know, make a big story that that um hinges on, you know, having read Snyder's Batman may seem like a uh Miscalculation or a huge barrier to entry. You also have to consider that um, Snyder's Batman, well, Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman, has been one of the best-selling um, comics um, in the industry for for a couple of years now. So, you know, building a storyline that hinges upon that isn't um, quite um, as insane as it would seem. So, there, yeah, there is a bit of barrier to entry here, but there's also a similar barrier to entry in um, Snyder's. Um, next proper Batman story, um, Endgame, Volume 7 in his run. Now, the cover tells it all. This is Batman, this is the, uh, Batman's, um, this is the next major Joker story. I mean, after the, um, after the, the epic funhouse that was, um, that was, um, Death of the Family, um, and the Joker decided, hey, I'm gonna go and kill off all your, um, like, supporting Bat friends to, uh, make you a bigger, stronger, better Batman. Well, after um after Bruce um trolled Joker by threatening to tell him his real name and then dropping him off a cliff accidentally, um well, turns the Joker is just now okay. I'm done um trying to be nice with you, Batman. Now I'm just gonna go and kill you. And how does he do? What does he do for an opening act? Well, he um Jokerizes um it's like um super, Jokerizes Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Superman. So he turns Batman, the Justice League, against Batman. Now Bruce has to find a way to, to like, defeat some of the most powerful superhumans on the planet. And uh, it's like that's that's just the start the start of things. Now, it's it's worth noting that you that uh, that you also kind of have to have read um, um, Eternal to or at least the uh, first volume at least. To um get a sense of where um Bruce is at this time, because when because if you're wondering like yo well who's um like um okay Alfred's here but who's this um Julia um Pennyworth that I'm seeing here well she's Alf she's Alfred's daughter who was introduced in the pages pages of Eternal and now she's serving as you know well Alfred is Penny one Julia is Penny two um, thanks to her extensive um experience with the British Secret Service so yeah little barrier to ent- entry there. As well as the fact that, hey, it turns out Bruce is kind of broke right now because Wayne Industries was sold off piecemeal 
thanks to um, Hush and the explosive Hush and other characters. So, yeah, again, Batman Eternal offered a lot of major major um, changes to the status quo of of Batman and his friends, and they're play- they're also they're being paid off immediately here. So, another reason to go check it out. Um, but you know, while I liked, I enjoyed Endgame overall. There is no denying that it is a very um, choppy read um, in in one volume. It I get the feeling that um, this probably read this probably did read a lot better in single issue form, where you um, get to those um, f- um, end of um, end of issue um, breaks and you're just like, oh man, it's like like the, like the Joker Joker's turned Superman against Batman. It's like, oh man, this guy was the Joker all along. Holy crap! And um, you know the uh, revelation of like of um wh- what the, who the Joker has been all this time. Well, that's also another barrier to entry because if you haven't read, because while um, this character shows up in Batman Eternal, and I believe he shows up in uh, Arkham Manor as well, um, he's also um, present in um, the previous volume, um, the Graveyard Shift. So this guy, it's like he's kind of a minor character. That if you that if you haven't paying paying attention, you're you're gonna go wait, who who is this guy? And it also leads to probably the most Scott Snyderiest um um bit of exposition I've I've read so far, because when this guy dissects his name and shows you that oh this his name was just like a very clever um like um very clever unpacking of the Joker's um name, it's like. You'll either think, you'll either go, oh, come fucking on, or think, hey, yo, that's actually kind of cool. Um, I got to admit, I fall more into the latter cat- category than the former. So that's cool. And, um, but um, Snyder doesn't stop there because he also um, offers up his own theory as to what, as to um, the Joker's um, the, um, villainy and just like, you know, how he's been a lot. Around for all this time. In fact, the Joker he um, sets like um, th- sets up some ideas that hey, you know, maybe the Joker's been around a lot longer thanks to a, a mysterious, you know, um, on- longevity-inducing mat- it's like material that's beneath Gotham. So and that kind of sets up the uh, final act as, as Batman tries to um, like um, get his hands on this thing in order to um, undo all the Jokerization of all- of it's like of Gotham. And there are lots of um, good like moments. This is when um we see the Joker um re- it's like um re- recreate um crime crime alley in a it's like it's like in Goth it's like in Gotham Memorial Hospital when he um you know shows up in um Jim Gordon's apartment just to um let him let him know the gigs up it's like and uh it's like and when Batman has to um go to some villains from a previous Scott Snyder story to uh it's like to beg. For to um well ask for their help on this, it's like and also the uh, the big moment when Batman um when it turns out the when the Joker thinks he's got Batman dead to rights, but turns out Batman like was one step ahead of them all along, like he always is. Like it's like it's still pretty it's still pretty satisfying. Granted, like I said, it's very choppy and there's a lot of um stuff that I that I felt could have been like handled like. That maybe that probably deserved at least another draft in order to s- smooth out, but it's still thoroughly entertaining and features lots of um, like spectacular art from it's like 
from Greg Greg Capullo. It's like very it's like very dynamic and energetic. It's like and full of lots of stuff that you know. Hey, it's like you know it sets up. It it teases some stuff that um you think would that the, you'll say that will never happen. Such, but also um delivers on some on some big status quo changing stuff. Um, particularly in the sense that you know now in the pages of Batman, um Jim Gordon is running around in a giant mech suit as a um city sanctioned Batman. It's like because um Bruce Wayne is currently um missing in action. But even though like even that said, um Snyder has a, a pretty solid um formula for working with these Joker stories that um a lot of other writers, you know, could stand to learn from, just in the sense that, you know, you build up the character to be utterly invincible, and then at the very end you show Batman being not just um more more clever than the Joker, but also um just trolling him at the end i mean the bit the bit when um the batman when batman just just like it has a hold on joker and is just begging him for his forgiveness i was in believing like you know that what you that um what he said wasn't true it's like and as the joker's just crawling trying to get to this um miracle cure cure material it's like it's beautiful so i so yeah um end game Flawed, but still, but still deeply entertaining. And um, if and um, Snyder's been kind of um, mum as you'd expect as to whether or not he'll do another um Joker story um after this. But you know, it's like if he does, yeah, like well, it's like I be I be open to it. And you know, there's also you know room for improvement as well. So, so there you go. It's like it's. Probably not the uh, most ringing of endorsements for um, Snyder's Batman work, but I did enjoy um, Eternal and it's like and Endgame despite despite their flaws. So, so John, it's like any thoughts on your end about all this? So generally recommended both of these. Generally recommended. If you've okay. been reading um, Snyder's Batman stuff so far, there's there's no reason not to pick up End Endgame, even though it's like you be advised that um, there are. Um, some of the, the status quo it presents um, is 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 definitely influenced by the events of of Batman Eternal. Okay, great. Do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Oh man, it's like I actually know what I'm going to be talking about for I believe the uh, next four podcasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, next week I'm actually going to be talking about um, see um, Al Ewing's um, Loki, Agent of Asgard, as well as um, Kieran Gillen's um, Young Avengers, which which um, acts as kind of the precursor to it, because it turns out, you know, I didn't think that, um, you know, it's like a Loki series um, not written by Gillen could actually be worth reading. I was wrong. Um, after that, um, I get, um, oh, I've got. By then, I'll have like four volumes of um, Star Wars related comics um, released by Marvel to um, judge and see how judge and see how they're um, doing right by the franchise um, so far after inheriting it from Dark Horse. Yeah. Then after that, I get to um, sit back and read, um, and give my shot at rereading um, thirty-seven volumes of Gantz, um, in in advance of the um, final volume coming out in the next in the next couple of weeks. And you know, by the time that wraps up, we'll be into December. And hey, I think there's a chance that um, Mark Wade's um, final volume of Daredevil will be out um, by that time. We shall see. 
All right, we shall. And we shall check you out next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters.